So we started at the beginning of this year by doing a whole series looking at the Holy Spirit. Um, and uh, you can go back and look at any of those uh, talks on YouTube. They're all still up there. It's a series called And Breathe. So we did three months of looking at the Holy Spirit. So it seems a bit funny that this morning we're going to kind of cram the whole Holy Spirit into one morning. But actually, it's really important as we do this series, looking at what it is to be a Christian, what it is to really have that relationship with God, that we do look at the Holy Spirit again. As Nathaniel so helpfully reminded us back at the start of this series, uh, when we began, that actually we worship a God who is three in one, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And as I was reading lots about the Holy Spirit and reading lots of sort of like different books and hearing different opinions, there was one thing that came up time and time again, whether it was in a kind of really deep theological book or whether it was in a more experiential book, was that the Holy Spirit within the church is either often neglected or is often overemphasized in certain circles. Probably here, even in Riverside, when uh, Jess and Nate asked that question, what do you think of when you think of the Holy Spirit? We all probably had really different responses to what we do think of and how we do see the Holy Spirit. My goodness, I'm... But actually, when we hear the story as well that Hilary has shared, and when she talked about that filling of the Holy Spirit and her being filled back up again, there are probably some of us here or at home who think, what does that even mean? What does it mean to feel that sense of being filled with the Holy Spirit? Whilst there are maybe other of us who go, brilliant, and then did you fall on the floor and shake and start speaking in other languages? Because when we think about the Holy Spirit, there are different experiences that we have and different things that we think of. But I love that illustration that Nathaniel did if you were here when we first launched uh, the series, that he plays on the piano three different notes that together made one chord. That if you moved one of those notes, actually that chord wasn't that chord. And that's the same with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We shouldn't neglect one, nor should we overemphasize one. One God in three persons. So who is the Holy Spirit? What is the Holy Spirit to each one of us? Well, the Holy Spirit is the gift that Jesus left with us as he returned to be with God. That sense of God here on earth. God here on earth who had done amazing things up until the point where Jesus returned up to be with his heavenly Father. And then we were given the gift of the Holy Spirit to come and live inside each one of us. His presence here on earth. Not just some spiritual being floating around in the cosmos that we can dip in and out of as we feel like it or that we can smell some incense and then we'll feel close to him. Actually, that sense of there is something of God living, dwelling inside each one of us, that moment that we come into a relationship with him. In the passage that uh, we heard read to us earlier from the book of John, it says in chapter 20, verse 22, and Jesus breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. Just as Jesus had been crucified and then had come back to life again in a new resurrected body post-crucifixion coming back to life. He at this moment says to his disciples, I'm going to do something new in you as well. I'm going to breathe my gift of the Holy Spirit into you so that you can have God dwelling, living within you. Now, the Old Testament, the first part of the Bible, and the New Testament, the second part of the Bible, are written in different languages. But there are certain verses that we read in both the Old and the New Testament that translated from the languages that they were written in, translate into English in exactly the same way. One of those verses is very similar to what we have just read from the book of John. 
It's from the book of Genesis. So right at the very start of the Bible, in chapter 2, the second book of the whole Bible, we read, Then the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. The Holy Spirit was there, right at the beginning of the creation of the whole of humanity, the creation of whole of life. God breathed his spirit into the dust on the ground and created humanity. And then here, as Jesus prepares to leave us, to go back to his Father in his heavenly dwelling, he breathes into us, in the same translation, the Holy Spirit, because he recreates life. He recreates the life that was first created so that we could go back into being in a relationship with our Father in heaven. Just as physically we were created, so spiritually we are recreated when we come into a relationship with Jesus and that Holy Spirit is breathed into each one of us. Greg Allison wrote, The Holy Spirit is present in creating life but also in recreating life. Wherever and whenever the Spirit is poured out, those on whom the Spirit fills experience a revitalization that leads to thanksgiving and to mission, to the glory of God and the furtherance of the gospel of Jesus Christ throughout the whole world. The Holy Spirit always, always points us to Jesus and points us to the mission of Jesus to go and make disciples of the whole world, of all nations. We can be pretty self-sure that if anything comes along that takes us away from Jesus or points us to something that is not of God, we know that that is not of the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit was breathed into each one of us to recreate our lives so we could be back in a relationship with God here on earth so that we could be pointed to Jesus and that so we can point others to Jesus along the way as well. But what does that practically look like? There are many, many truths that we read about of the Holy Spirit, both in the Old Testament and the New Testament. But as we really dwell and delve into the New Testament, there are two things that really stand out. That the Holy Spirit, God's presence here on earth, God dwelling inside each one of us, is there in both the mundane and also the miraculous. In a book in the New Testament, Galatians, it says in chapter 5, just verse 25, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. We've all been given the Holy Spirit as God living in us, the moment that we ask God to come into relationship with us. And he's there in our everyday lives the Holy Spirit dwelling in us to help us, guide us in our everyday lives, that we live by the Spirit and so we can keep in step with the Spirit. So in our everyday lives, we have that sense of the Holy Spirit prompting us to know the things that aren't quite right, those behavior patterns that we know that are just a bit off kilter, that aren't us living the lives that God would love us to live. We know that sense of, there's something here that's just not quite right, the prompting of the Holy Spirit in our everyday lives. We know that prompting of the Holy Spirit in the decisions that we make, in saying, God, we're not quite sure what we should do here. We lay this before you. Prompt us, guide us, lead us in our everyday lives. We know the sense of the Holy Spirit prompting us to empower us to tell our stories, to help share how we have found Jesus with the people around us. 
We know that sense of the Holy Spirit prompting us to grow us closer to God. Uh, Many of you will know we have a theatre company that we run alongside our church called Riverside Performing Arts. Uh, At the moment, they're touring a show called Headspace, which is a show looking at issues of mental health. They're going into secondary schools and sharing this show, which is so massively important and such an unbelievably uh, serious issue for so many young people at the moment. One of the actors who's in the performance plays a character who is struggling with a very severe eating disorder. At the end of the show, they step forward. There's always a big round of applause. It's a great show. And after they've bowed, the the actors step out of character. They step into being themselves. And this particular actor steps forward and she shares her personal story. That many years ago, as a young person, she struggled to the real dark place with an eating disorder. And then she shares how she has been brought through that journey and how God has done a work of redemption in her life. I was talking to her and she said to me that always, kind of even two years ago, she would not have been able to share that story. It was too painful a story. She wouldn't have felt able to stand up in front of young people. But she said that through the Holy Spirit working in her life, through that prompting of let me tell my story so I can help others and the encouragement of others around her, she has been able to stand up and tell her story. Countless times after they have performed that show, people, both adults and children, have come up to her and said, thank you. Thank you that you told your story because you have shown me there is hope where I thought my life was hopeless. That is the work of the Holy Spirit, prompting someone that telling their story will help change somebody else's story. Uh, A few weeks ago or a few months ago, uh, we run two stay and plays here at Riverside House. People from the local community flood in for a space of safety, of support, of welcome. The decision was taken by the stay and play team that they were going to, for good reason, stop running one of those stay and plays. They laid that decision before God and they said, this is the decision we have made. The stay and play that they decided to stop running was then for the next few weeks more packed than it has ever been, with people from the community coming in and saying, we need support, we need help, and some people in real times of crisis who turned to a church community who could love them. They laid that decision before God, and through the prompting of the Holy Spirit bringing people in, they said, we're not going to stop running this day and play. We need to keep running this because this is the work of God in this community. The prompting of the Holy Spirit to keep doing things Nothing miraculous, no big shaking or people speaking in other languages, just the prompting of the Holy Spirit to say, tell your story, make a decision, I'm going to be in the midst of that. But we also know that the Holy Spirit, yes, is at work in our day-to-day, in the day-to-day of lives, but the Holy Spirit is also at work in the miraculous. In Acts chapter 2, right at the beginning of the birth of the church. So Jesus has just gone back up to heaven. He has poured out and breathed his Holy Spirit into the lives of the disciples that he was with and said, this is my gift for you. This is my presence here on earth living within you. It says that the disciples saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit enabled them. The miraculous. They were there in this moment. Jesus had gone. They didn't know what was going to happen. And suddenly the Holy Spirit came. They began to speak in other people's languages so that other people around them could hear the good news and the truth of Jesus. And that day, thousands became followers of Jesus because of the miraculous that was done through the Holy Spirit and people being open to the Holy Spirit being at work in their lives. 
We've seen the miraculous taking place through ministries of our own church. We hear the stories of healing on the streets, even over the Commonwealth Games, the teams going out, praying for people in the city, praying and saying, we want to offer you prayer, we want to offer you support. And stories that we have heard and that we read about in the finance report that Addo has so brilliantly put together of people being healed miraculously. God doing a miraculous work through the power of the Holy Spirit now on this earth. When I first uh, became a Christian, I had quite a long journey of becoming a Christian. It wasn't like Hillary's wonderful story of a date and a time. Mine was a very, very long journey. But there was one particular moment that I really remember as being a really important moment on that journey. I was working in Canada one summer when I was at university, and uh, it was kind of like a Camp America type thing. And uh, it had been a beautiful surroundings in a massive forest in Canada. We had raccoons and goodness knows what running all over our tents. And the last morning that I was there... I felt really prompted to get up early in the morning. Anyone who knows me knows that I'm never often prompted to get up early in the morning unless I have to. And uh, we were, the camp was on the edge of this massive, beautiful lake. And I went and sat out on this kind of old rickety jetty that went out into the middle of the lake. And I remember on this final morning, about half past five, sitting on that lake and just saying, God, if you are real, I need to know that you are here. Because my journey up until this point has not felt like I've really known that you're real. And at half past five in the morning, with raccoons and with mist rising up over the lake, the sunshine broke out and shone down on this jetty, and I felt arms tangibly hold me. There was no one else with me. All of the young people were asleep. I felt arms around me, and I cried, and I cried, and I cried. And they weren't unhappy tears. I didn't even know what the tears were, but I knew that sense of what Hillary was talking about. Something different changing in my life of God saying, do you know what? This is a moment in your journey and I am here and I am holding you. And do you know what? I went on to make some rubbish decisions. I went on to make some times where I turned my back on God and lived ridiculous ways. But actually, it was a journey, and it was a journey that kept on going. And that moment was a moment where I really felt God saying, whatever decisions you make, whatever silly things you do, my arms are there, and you are going to keep going, and you are going to keep journeying. And that is credit to so many people who also felt the prompt of the Holy Spirit, who got around me and helped continue me on my journey towards God. God at work in the mundane and the miraculous through the power of his Spirit. So maybe as we start our days... One of the most important prayers that we could pray would be, Spirit, direct my steps today. To put us in a posture for the day, a posture of dependence on the one who indwells, guides, and empowers us. And as I was uh, praying for the service today, and we're going to go into a time of prayer response in a moment, I really felt a sense of God saying to me a verse from Psalm 63. And it's a verse that says, I have seen you in the sanctuary and beheld your power and your glory. And I really felt that sense of God saying to me and to us, we have seen God at work. For all of us here, we have seen God in his sanctuary, and we have beheld his power and his glory. And it might be that you're joining us, and you haven't seen that, that this is all new to you. Then we're going to pray for you as well this morning. But for those of us who have been in a relationship with Jesus, I just felt that sense of God saying, do you know what? Look back in your life and there are times that you can say where you have known the power of the Holy Spirit at work, where you have felt that sense of indwelling, where you have seen the miraculous and the mundane work of the Holy Spirit. 
You've seen him in his sanctuary. You've beheld his power and his glory. But right now, we're just tired. Maybe we're apathetic. Maybe we're cynical. Maybe we're just slightly numb. Maybe actually for us, our Christian faith has become a Sunday faith rather than 24-7 faith. And I think as we respond now, what the Holy Spirit would want to say is, do you know what? I am here. I want to do a new work in your life. That what you have seen in the past, that's not just the past. That is right now. And I want to fill you and I want to dwell with you again. I want you to know not those past stories of, yes, I sat on a jetty and I felt God's arms around me and I felt the power of the Holy Spirit. But right now, here today, we know the power of the Holy Spirit at work in each of us. Because God left his gift of the Spirit here for us. To dwell in us, to grow us, to empower us, to help us tell our stories, to help us feel closer to God, to help others feel closer to God.